Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God. All right, guys, we are on chapter 21. We are close to wrapping up this book, and uh, Packer has this chapter called These Inward Trials, and I think this is a great time for us to stop and reflect and think about the hardships of life, the challenges of life, and Christian maturity, and I like that he's put this kind of towards, towards the back of the book, just as a kind of a sobering reminder of, you know, some of the hardships that are before us in life and some of the challenges. And so, um, you know, he he kind of opens up and, and talks about how uh, a certain type of ministry of the gospel is cruel. He says it does not mean to be, but it is. It, it means to magnify grace, but what it does is rather the opposite. It scales down the problem of sin, and it loses touch with the purpose of God. Um, and so he says it's it's a twofold effect. First, to depict a work of grace is less than it is, and second, to lead people with a gospel that is not big enough to cover the whole area of their need. And it, it's kind of really coming into this chapter. It's it's kind of shows the weight and the significance of us understanding how are we to think about the struggles and trials of life. How are we to properly look for and identify God's grace in our life, like. And this is really in that application sense of this book of, of trying to correct our lens in which we look at what's before us. And so he talks about kind of avoiding um, two, two large errors in, in page 244 and uh, 245 with th- this idea of like an inaccurate application that we can, we can unappropriately apply something, and that's just as bad as knowing something incorrectly. And he talks about kind of two extremes. One is taking everything and playing up the roughness of everything and kind of everything is rough and hardship and trial and it's, you know, all valleys, no peaks. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of the extreme is the opposite. Like everything's great, roses, rainbows, you know. And if you're doing the right thing and things are going well, everything in your life's going to be easy. And so just kind of on the opening onset as people who have lived long enough to kind of I guess, you know, experience some some things in life, how do you try to fight for the center to not fall into one of those extremes or misapplications? I don't know. Um, gosh, that's a really good question to think through. Um, because we, we really have to come back to center. I mean, that's the really the um, a great way to, to think of it. Um, as he talks about, you know, we can either play down the rougher side of the Christian life or we can play down the bright side. But in reality, it is, it is both. Um, And I think like this, this can, this misapplication can happen when maybe at, at a certain point in our life, 
things feel like one way or the other, mm-hmm. like we're struggling or we're, you know, maybe we're just having a really difficult time in general. And so we may project that like too intensely. Um, and then, or the opposite, you know, mm-hmm. so I just think we can't like settle into either one of those. Like we just have to really keep uh, the right perspective and mm-hmm. praising God for the blessings, but also, you know, we praise God even in trials and suffering. Um, but I think we can f- kind of fight that by just, well, staying in the word, mm-hmm. of course, but yeah. also um, staying in touch with like our Christian community and seeing like what's going on in other people's lives and, you know, how are my brothers and sisters dealing with um, the experiences that they're going through right now. It just, cause there always is going to be a balance and some days, sometimes your best day is someone else's worst day. Um, but we all have, you know, we all have that same access to God and mm-hmm. the same anchor of grace and assurance of salvation. Um, so I, I think that that could be a strategy. I don't know. Yeah. I think that often we, um, can really magnify this season that we're in in our lives so it's easy to think to ourselves when everything is going you know really well that like the christian faith is blessing from god it's just Mm -hmm. like overall blessing and then when things are just really not going well at all it's like the christian faith is struggle you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then just to like amplify that but i think that being amanda to your point that being in community with believers helps us to settle down in the middle and being like Christian faith is blessing with God and it is struggle until we are with him forever. And it is just always his blessing. Yeah, it's all these things. Yeah. Yeah, And you said anchored in in grace. That's something that he talks about later in the chapter, just a misunderstanding of grace that we can often have, but also just understanding that when we properly see grace as much written about in this book, um, like we realize that it's not that kind of what we referred to a few episodes ago, a couple chapters back, that pagan idea of when I'm doing the right thing, going through the the right steps, making the right quote unquote sacrifices that then I'm going to get what I want out Mm -hmm. of that. And that, you know, you know, if I am a good Christian boy, then I will get great things. And that's not the way that the scriptures teach us that life works. That's not how God works. That's not how, what Christian obedience looks like. And that's not what God's grace is. God's grace is not ease of life. Um, and, and so like, I guess on that side of the spectrum, I think that's where a lot of college students kind of fall into, I think for the most part is just this, this extreme of like, I'm because I am right with God and standing, life ought to go my way. And that's not how God operates. Mm-hmm. On the other side of things, it's also not like, um, because I am in Christ, now everything is against me. And, you know, if if things are going easy, it must be because I'm being too worldly with the flow. And so I think we do have to fight for that center. And just like, you know, Hank, you mentioned, you know, obviously the word and, and community and um, I think that that's key. And I think, too, one of the things he is talking about, too, is just with this expectation of life and just understanding that there are challenging seasons, there's joyful seasons, it's, there are ups and downs. This kind of, he, he warns us, too, of, like, seeking emotions that are often associated with early on coming into the faith. And I've, I've noticed this with college students, kind of what I would call, like, chasing spiritual highs, looking for 
goosebumps of, mm-hmm. you know, you, you first come into Christ and it's exciting and your eyes are open. I mean, you're moved from spiritual death to life. You can see things. You, and then, you know, you spend the rest of your life chasing emotions and feelings. And it's, there's a huge danger to that. Mm-hmm. And it puts you on in a really unhealthy place. And so here's what Packer says in 248. And I want us to look at this. He says, for what does it do? It sentences devoted Christians to a treadmill life. I love that. I kind of put that in parentheses, like a treadmill life. You're always just running, running, looking, of hunting each day for non-existent failures in uh, consecration and the belief that if only they could find some of the failures to confess and forsake, they could recover an experience of spiritual infancy, which God means them now to leave behind. If I can get rid of these things from my life, if I can do the right thing, then I will get this spiritual high mm-hmm. that I had when I first came to know the Lord. And that's kind of becomes your motive is, is that there's a huge danger. How do we, how do we try to fight that temptation to chase spiritual highs, or, or in his words, you know, to try to recover spiritual infancy that God actually wants us to leave behind? Yeah, I think there's this inclination to think that, and we really see this in the book of Job, that because I'm struggling in life or everything is not as it should be right now, it's because of a sin committed, and that is not always the case. Job's mm-hmm. friends were constantly trying to make him believe that this is his fault. This is his fault. But really, God was just growing him through this Mm -hmm. trial. And so it's not always that like, okay, like something's wrong. If I confess my sin, then I'll just be on the mountaintop with God again. Mm -hmm. And that's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to grow us in struggle. Like struggle and suffering is part of the Christian life. It's actually promised in the scriptures. And so I think it just means taking a step back just a little bit to think to yourself, like obviously continue confessing your sin to the Lord and growing from it, but stepping back and thinking, maybe God has me in this for a reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll never figure out that reason. That's not really the point. The point is to trust God through whatever is happening Mm -hmm. and to continue forward. And that's how that wisdom, spiritual wisdom grows and spiritual just maturity in general. Yeah. Um, I really like what he said on page 246 um, when he's talking about kind of going from that Christian infancy, so like a, um, a new Christian who just experienced found, um, salvation into a more mature Christian who can bear more. Hmm. Um, and so therefore God will test more. It says, thus he builds our character, strengthens our faith, and prepares us to help others. Thus, he crystallizes our sense of values. Thus, he glorifies himself in our lives, making his strength perfect in our weakness. Um, so I just, I mean, for me, it's like I sometimes have to remember that it's not really all about me. Like it is mm-hmm. how is God glorified in this situation in my life? Um, I, I don't know. And And there has been times where, there have been times where it feels like, something's missing or I'm, I am, I'm, I must be missing something here. Or, um, I don't know. I just think it's natural to question those things, but it, everything should lead us back to God and how he's working in our lives. And we're, we're always tempted into this sort of like dissatisfied state or this mm-hmm. state of expectation. Something is not being met. Um, but it should really humble us. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of come back to the core of our faith. And it does not hinge on what sort of spiritual high that we think we should be 
after, mm-hmm. um, that's just going to lead to disillusionment, disappointment. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, that's a misunderstanding of the fruit of the gospel anyway. Yeah, that's a that's a great point too. Like, you know, one, God's grace is not that tomorrow will be easy. It's that mm-hmm. we have Christ and we have forgiveness in him. And when scripture talks about God working all things to the good, like we might not know exactly what's happening, but we can know that and we can believe that God's working all things to our good, but that's not to our ease. That's to our sanctification of becoming more and more like Christ and learning to treasure him more and more and treasure his grace more and more. That kind of brings us to 250, an important quote here. Um, He asks this question, he says, how does God and grace prosecute this purpose? He says, not by shielding us from assault by the world, the flesh and the devil, nor by protecting us from burdensome or frustrating circumstance, nor yet by shielding us from troubles created by our own temperament or uh, psychology, but rather by exposing to us all of these things so as to overwhelm us with a sense of our own inadequacy and to drive us to cling to him more closely. Further down the page, he talks about uh, being caught in rough country. I mean, that, uh, that God's grace is often not waking up tomorrow and things being easy, but yet actually quite the opposite, so mm-hmm. that we are drawn to him and understand our own inadequacy. Mm-hmm. That requires a maturity of Christians to, to recognize that, um, you know, the, the Christian life is hard and often in, in those, in that rough country, that's the, uh, God's desire is for us to cling to him, you know, and to, to know him. How did you guys feel as you read that as people who, you know, um, have certainly experienced rough country in life? Yeah, I think it is, um, I think it is something that's really personal. Um, and the more life you experience, I think the more you can really take that to heart. And and it's not because like we should feel so down on ourselves because we're so inadequate. And we, you know, like Packer says, it's so that we will thankfully lean into God as God would have us as our father. Um, that it just like sets things right, kind of. It's like in any moment where you think you can conquer some sort of anything in this life on your own without God, um, well, we often do have to um, kind of check ourselves. And so I think that that God uses situations in our lives um, from time to time to get us back to that point of, you know, kind of makes me think of that book you read, Gentle and Lowly. Like, we mm. should be in a place of humility where mm. not only do we lean on God because we're desperate and we maybe we recognize that's our only hope in life and death, but that we should thankfully and with gratitude lean, lean on Him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there really is a reason why this chapter is towards the end of the book. Because mm-hmm. if he had just started out like this, you know, you'd be like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But well, he's given us like a full view of the character of God and his grace and his wisdom and everything that we just can't be. So when we hear that, like, God puts us in circumstances where we are completely inadequate, we're at least now we're 
you know, we have the knowledge to know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really leads more to trust and love and faith in God. Yeah, and contentment. Mm-hmm. That like, it's okay that we're here, wherever we are. A high, a low, a peak, a valley, rough yeah. country. And, and he, he ends a chapter on 251 and he talks about, he says this phrase, we need God to make us realist about both ourselves and him. I think that comes with maturity too when you spend time with older brothers and sisters in Christ in church. Like you just realize that um, that life is filled with a lot of rough country, and that God's grace given to us is not to is not to to allow us to avoid it and reroute us, but to actually mature us in it. So we hope this uh, chapter was helpful for you, and we're excited to conclude with the final chapter, chapter twenty two.